Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi there. I hope you're having a good day. I hope that you're enjoying the study of 2 Corinthians that we're doing now in our God of All Comfort study. This is the first Dig a Bit for the month of October. I can tell that my seasonal allergies are working on me as I'm trying to talk today. I hope that you are well. I hope that things in your family are going smoothly. And I want you to know that I pray regularly for everybody who is in the Digging Deep study. Not that my prayers avail anything more than any prayer of anybody, but when we all are in fellowship together in His Word, then the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous person avails much. Thank you for praying. As we look at 2 Corinthians, we see that 2 Corinthians is probably the most personal and intimate. It is um, the most... It, focuses on glorifying God, but it also focuses on Paul's need within himself through the Holy Spirit to exonerate his apostleship, to show people that the things that he's saying from the Holy Spirit are truth, verifiable truth. And so as we look at this, we see that um, it probably has the majority of autobiographical references. It has a, a tone, at least in the first seven chapters, that's very loving and very gentle. And then there is a, a shift in the rest of the book where he begins um, his transition from, it's a substantial transition from the first six chapters where he is very gentle and comforting to the part where he needs to confront the Corinthians directly in order to, to make them understand that he has the authority as Christ's apostle to teach Christ to them. And so he puts off the most severe, the most confrontational parts of his comments to the last half of the book. So we probably are going to find the majority, maybe, of our comfort in the first six chapters as we're reading through. I had probably the most questions about number three. As you're reading through the epistle of 2 Corinthians and finding all of these things that gave Paul comfort, and so I wanted us to just do part of that together today as part of our study. We're going to take this dig a bit to read over chapter one and just pause every time we see comfort and insert it in one of the categories that's in number three. I'm going to be reading primarily from the New King James Version. And so let's begin in chapter one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, with all the saints who are in all Achaia. So he's saying, I'm writing all the saints who are in this peninsula, this isthmus, or whatever you call it, between the um, Middle East, the Palestinian area, and Rome. I'm, I'm writing to all of you who are in that area, who are Christians, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So I think I would stop 
at verse 2 because that's a key word in our list. If someone says grace to you and peace, I think that we would all agree that that is a comforting statement. Even that salutation is an offering of comfort from Jesus Christ. So I would say chapter 1, verse 2, and I would look down through my list to see exactly where that would belong, and I believe it would belong in the one that is termed the love slash grace slash mercy of God comforted Paul, and he offered that comfort, as verses 3 to 5 are about to admonish us all to do, he offered it to them. He offered the grace of Jesus to them. So I think we would put number two in the love slash grace slash mercy of God that comforted Paul. That is, that's where we would put verse number two of chapter one. Reading on, it said, Blessed be the God and Father, here's our text, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the same comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Here, I put this one, you know, obviously verses 3 and 4 there are full of comfort. Well, where's that comfort coming from? I put this one also in the love, grace, mercy of God category that is at the top of page 16 if you're following along in the book. Reading on, for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation which is effective for enduring the same sufferings which we also suffer. Well, I believe here that the suffering of Paul, Paul's infirmities because of his ministry comforted him. He's talking here about the sufferings of Christ abounding in him and the good that comes from that. So I believe chapter 1 Verses 5 and 6, maybe even verse, let's do verses 5 and 6 of chapter 1. And it's about the benefits that come when sufferings abound in Christ. And so I'm going to put Paul's infirmities because of his ministry comforted him. So we would put that at the one that's at the bottom of page 16. And right there, we, we would put chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. Reading on, verse 7, And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that like you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. So here... I highlighted that verse and I put the temporary nature of the afflictions comforted Paul. That's in, in on page 15 in your book. So the temporary nature, three up from the bottom, of afflictions comforted Paul. I put one verse seven. We know that you are partakers of the sufferings, so also you will partake of the consolation. It's not going to be forever. There's going to be a comfort. So it was the temporary nature of the afflictions. You know, you got it right, though, if you put it under Paul's infirmities because of his ministry comforted him. Either one of those 
chapter 1 verse 7 would fit under either one of those categories and all of our answers aren't going to look alike here but you know what when we go through the book of first corinthians and we try to categorize the comforting um, aspects the comforting verses we try to categorize them into the life of the apostle paul we're going to know about the life of the apostle paul to a much greater degree than if we didn't whether or not our answers match so i'm going to say that you could put verse chapter 1 verse 7 under the last one on page 16 or you could put it under the temporary nature of afflictions which is three up from the bottom on page 15 if you're following uh, along in the book going on for we do not want you to be ignorant brethren about our troubles which came to us in asia that we were burdened beyond measure above strength so that we were despairing even of our lives yes we had the sentence of death in ourselves but in god who raises the dead who delivers us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us we had this we were about to die and the reason we were about to die is because we were supposed to not trust in ourselves but in god who can raise the dead and who will deliver us you also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift granted to us through many let's take a pause there and notice verse 9 chapter 1 verse 9 the resurrection comforted paul that's the second one in your list we had this sentence in death but god can raise the dead and we're going to trust in the one who's in charge of raising the dead when we are threatened with death itself so the resurrection was a great comfort to Paul, and we find that in chapter 1, verse 9. That's the second one on your list. So I would put 1, 9 there. And then he goes on to say, Who delivered us from so great a death and keeps on delivering us, and we trust that he will keep on, that he will still deliver us. So there's a trust there that Paul had. And you could have put that, put that in several different categories. But I'm going to say that I think I put that trust that Paul had in God there. Verses 8 and 9, we had that sentence in death. But we're trusting in God who raises the dead. So we would put 8 and 9 or just 8 or just 9. Any way you want to, you want to slice that. Put that little passage about the resurrection of the dead in Paul's, in the resurrection comforted Paul. And then when we get down to verses 10 through 12, who delivered us from so great a death and keeps on delivering us and we keep trusting that he will deliver us. You also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given. So when you get down to verses, verse 11, then the prayers of Christians are comforting Paul. They're praying for his deliverance. They're thanking God for his deliverance. And he is having, he is, that's a gift to him. You are helping together that thanks may be given by many persons on our behalf for the gift that's granted to us through many. Verse 12, for our boasting is this, 
the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly toward you. So right there, we have Paul saying, I'm very thankful that we conducted ourselves according to the testimony of our conscience. A clean conscience comforted Paul. That one's the fourth one on the list. It's the second one at the top of page 15, and I would put chapter 1, verse 12 for that passage. I would also, when I put that together with chapter 13, with verse 13, he says, For our boasting is this, the testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly toward you. We're not writing any other things to you than what you read or understand. Now, I trust you will understand to the end. He's saying, we are not coming to you with some things you can't understand. We are not coming to you with fleshly wisdom. We are not coming to you with anything but sincerity, godly sincerity. and sim We are what we are, godliness and simplicity. So I would put 12 and 13 there under Paul's own sincerity comforted him. The fact that he believed what he was speaking and he knew it was plain and simple truth. 1, 12, and 13, I would put kind of in the middle of page 15 there, Paul's own sincerity comforted him. Now let's go on and read 14. As also you have understood us in part that we are your boast, as you also are our boast in the day of the Lord Jesus. And what he's saying is, Paul is saying, you are my workmanship. I'm so thankful for you because I had a part in your Christianity. And he says, I, I believe you are thankful to me for bringing the gospel your way for helping you grow in the gospel and in this confidence paul says verse 15 i intended to come to you before that you might have a second benefit to pass by way of you to macedonia to come again from macedonia to you and be helped by you on my way to judea i was planning to come therefore when i was planning this did i do it lightly or any things that I do, do I plan according to the flesh that with me there should be yes, yes, and no, no? I don't, he's, he's saying, I'm not always in charge. But who's in charge? But as God is faithful, I, our word to you was not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me, and by Sylvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him is yes for all the promises of god in him are yes he will keep his promises that's a great comfort i think i put an asterisk there and say wait got to figure out where that one goes because all the promises of god in jesus are yes and in him are amen to the glory of god through us okay so in verse 20 something is comforting paul there and what do you think it is? Look through your list. Let me keep looking for something that is giving Paul comfort in verse 20 as he talks about 
all of the promises of God. So where would you put that one? The sure promises of Christ comforted Paul. That is the third from the top on page 15. The sure, the yes, the amen promises of Christ comforted Paul. Oh boy, that's a real comfort to me because I think about promises that Christ made like I will never leave or forsake you. Like seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that you need will be added to you. Like broad is the way to destruction and many there be that go in thereat. Straight is the way and narrow is the gate that leads to life and few there are that find it. Then he describes to us how we find it. And he gives us the promises of the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I love those Beatitudes because not only are those statements, but they are promises to us. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added to you. I, I'm repeating that one. It means so very much to my life as I try to let God's will influence every decision that I make. And then the, the apostles made promises from the Holy Spirit as well, which are the promises of God. Um, for instance, if any of you lack wisdom, let her ask of God, who gives to all generously and upbraids not and it will be given i love that where two or three are gathered in my name i'm there I, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much i love those promises cast your care on him because he will care for you so many rich promises in our new testaments that we can count on and we can be comforted by so I would put verses 20 and 21 of chapter 1 in the sure promises of Christ comforted Paul, third from the top on page 15 if you're in the book. For all, I'm in verse 20 again, for all the promises of God in him are yes and in him amen to the glory of God through us. Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God who also has sealed us and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. All right, well, that one's pretty obvious. We put the guarantee of the Holy Spirit, the guarantee of the Holy Spirit. That's the very next one on page 15. The guarantee of the Spirit comforted Paul. That's in chapter 1, verse 22. It's found again later on in chapter, in chapter 5. I'm not going to pause here and talk about what the guarantee of the Spirit looked like or what it is in our lives because we're going to take a whole dig a bit to talk about the guarantee of the Spirit because it is it was very comforting for Paul here. It was very comforting for them. And so I want us to take a, a whole dig a bit or a section in our podcast a little bit later on to talk about what is the guarantee of the Holy Spirit. But whatever it was, whatever that terminology identifies was very comforting to Paul. 
So I would put 1 verse 22 under the fourth one on page 15. And then he goes on and finishes the, the chapter. I say he finishes the chapter, but we, we need to always keep in mind that these chapter divisions were put in there by men. Paul is just continuing on through his letter. Moreover, I call God as witness against my soul that to spare you, I came no more to Corinth. Not that we have dominion over your faith, but we are fellow workers for your joy. By faith, you stand. So, I, you know, I, have, I know here that the fellowship, the comfort from the Corinthians, maybe I would even include verse 23 when I'm talking about the faithfulness of the Corinthians comforted Paul because he says here, we don't have dominion over your faith, but we are fellow workers for your joy. For by faith you stand. He's mostly talking about the joy of the Corinthians, but I believe in fellow working, there was joy on both sides. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to count it wrong. If you, if you put verse 23 under the faithfulness of the majority of the Corinthians comforted Paul, Certainly, our answers, again, are not always going to be the same, but we are all going to come up with the same growth and spiritual, I'm just going to say, enrichment when we go through the book of 1 Corinthians and try to plug in these comforting characteristics of, Christ, of the Christianity that Paul shared with the Corinthians. Now, I know some of you have asked and are thinking, well, why are these all so jumbled up? I mean, if she was going to put, let's say, the temporary nature of afflictions comforted Paul, and she's going to get that from chapter 1, verse 7, why wasn't that at the top of the list or somewhere near the top of the list? I know that you may be saying, well, if she's going to get, um, oh, let's see, let's say chapter... 12 verse 18 the heart of titus comforted paul if she's going to have that chapter 12 then why is that not right at the end because chapter 12 is close to the end why is the power of god comforted paul 12 9 why is that not at the end because that's in chapter 12. why did she get her list so jumbled up i'm going to tell you that how i came up with this list was reading through the book of Corinthians and picking out every time I could tell that Paul was receiving comfort. I had a list that was a little bit in order, although many things are repeated. They'll be in chapter one and then they'll be in chapter seven again. So I, I made my list as I read through the book of first Corinthians, but I'm just going to tell you that I wanted this to be a challenge for Cindy Colley. I wanted to, I, I want to dig deeper. And so after I made my list, I jumbled it all up because I knew that I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna have that list, you know, a year and a half later when I was doing the study or whatever. I wanna do the study with you. And so after I made my list, I jumbled it up, put them all out of order so that I could go through just like you do and try to find these things, try to make it a little bit challenging for me so that it could help me to be a, a deeper Bible student. I'm not a deep Bible student. I know that I'm not, but as I read through and made this list, I thought this will be better for me 
if it's not in exact order because that makes it kind of easy. You're looking for the next one instead of looking for comfort and then seeing, wow, where, what is the source of this comfort? And can I find the source of this comfort? As a matter of fact, that's our next project after, after this list that we're making is to go back through and see if we can take comfort from most of or all of the things in this list. We may talk about this on a dig a bit as well. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying the study. I hope that our going through chapter one was helpful. I just think that, you know, we, we looked at chapter one. It took quite a few minutes here to think about all the ways Paul was comforted from chapter one. When you start doing that chapter after chapter, when you get through, you are going to say, wow, there are a lot of things that are still a part of the Christian's world today from which we, in a society like Corinth that has turned its back on morality and God in many, many ways, there are many sources of comfort that we as Christians can rely on to make it through this testing ground and to keep our trust and our joy and our focus in the right place. So I hope this is a beneficial study for you. I hope that plugging these ways that Paul found comfort in his life into your list and then hopefully into your days as we're going through this study will be a great source of consolation in the wicked world in which we live. Have a great day.